Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. This edition is sponsored by our guidebook, which is available from our website, outbackway.org.au. Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. I am Helen Lewis. Buckle up as we take you on Australia's longest shortcut, a journey through the heart of Australia. Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. Today I have great pleasure in speaking to a well-travelled, still-travelling traveller around Australia and through Australia, David Moynard. David has travelled 150,000 kilometres since December 2010 and he is an avid geocacher. David, welcome to the Outback Way podcast. Hi, Helen. Good to be here today. Great. Thank you for joining us and uh, for coming on board. Now, David, you've been uh, instrumental in adding to the Outback Way geocaches along the the, uh, the road between Winton and Alice and, and uh, I just really would like to publicly thank you for doing that because uh, it's certainly uh, very remote and hard for us to get out there all the time and it's great to have keen people like yourself to uh, who are actually really prepared to, to help us with this um, because it is great that we are a geocaching trail and, uh, and now that takes our total number of caches planted along the Outback Way to 43. Before I get too carried away, let's just unpack geocaching for the listeners. A lot of people may not have heard what it is. So how would you best describe geocaching for people? Oh, right. Well, it's pretty easy and it's it's so much more accessible now than when we started um, back in 2010 where you did need a GPS. So basically it's a, it's a treasure hunt game using uh, GPS coordinates to find interesting places in a lot of places there's a little box there where you can sign your name but it takes you to so many places that are so interesting and places that you might never ever would have visited or thought of going to without knowing that there's a geocache there so when i say it's much more accessible um now there's an app for uh all smartphones that use gps location and you can just download the app in its basic form for free, straight from the app stores, and it's the geocaching.com app, so it's great. It makes it so easy for young families, people who just want to do a little bit of casual geocaching, or just want to have a look and see what it's all about. Yeah, that's terrific. And it's, it is extraordinary, because I, I've got to figure it was a, probably a bit dated now, but I know that at any given time in the world, there's over a million people geocaching every day, and you just think, wow, like... That's a lot of activity worldwide and a lot of people out and about looking at geocaches. And uh, I think um, we had a taste. Uh, I think Pokemon kind of took took a little bit of it, um, the same sort of bent and, and with their little Pokemon thing, which, you know, that was more of an electronic digital kind of geocache. But uh, I think uh, we probably could plant the Pokemons on our, on our geocaches and, and make that a little bit of interest too. But... So it was interesting how I saw that happen. I went, oh, it's actually really just geocaching, but, but geocaching is a little bit more old school. You've actually got to find it, and it's actually a real thing. <laughs> so um, so that's really cool. So, yeah, the idea is you put a trinket in and take a trinket out, and you sign the book. And then if you if you want to, you can then log your find, can't you, on geocache.com. Yeah, you log it or go online when you... Um or on the app, you can do it straight away with the app when you, if you've got phone, or it'll hold it there until you get in phone service and do it um, automatically. They're There's good. some extra features that um, if you go into a premium uh, membership, uh, you get a few more um, bells and whistles on your app. But as a basic form, it's it's free to play. It's, it's great, and it's great for kids and families as well. 
Yeah, and and uh, I think we've planted ours, and we have Australian animals to collect, and uh, and people can then take another trinket and and just keep swapping them over. So, yeah, and I, I think for families, I mean, when we're talking about doing like particular the outback way, it is a long way, two thousand seven hundred kilometres if you're going to go from Winton to Laverton or Laverton to Winton, and you know just to actually be able to pull up and. As you say, geocaching, they take you off the beaten track and you can actually go into the foothills of, of a, a jump up or, or wherever and actually find the, find, to find, you know, just go and hunt for something. And it is a treasure hunt. And, uh, I think it's, it really does add value to the trip, uh, enormously with, um, particularly when you've got kids in the car and, and it gives them an activity to just track how many they've found and, and things like that. So and we're looking to develop that actually and, and try and, make it a bit more interesting for kids to be involved. So, yeah, that's terrific. So, you know, you've been geocaching all over the place and uh, what's been your most interesting geocache or what, where have you found sort of the most, you know, have taken you to the most intriguing places you would have never been able to find if you hadn't been doing it? Oh, there's, there's, there's heaps. I mean, Tasmania, there's some amazing ones. We found some amazing caches in views in New Zealand. Um... Uh, um, but even like there's one that sort of pops into my mind and that is the one that's on the Outback Trail um, and we it's called Wallaby's Revenge and it's a bit of a yeah. stiff climb up up a rocky hill to get to the top but it's, uh, it's a high point that looks over this huge broad expanse of the Outback of Queensland and you, you just look at these amazing jump ups and the colours in both directions, and you think, wow, this, this is just amazing. And you wouldn't have, nobody would have gone up there to look at it for that view if there wasn't a deer cache up there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just amazing. And, and most times on the geocaching page, on the notes, it'll tell you what, what it's about, and you think, oh, wow, I'll go and have a look at that. Yeah. And so you've been travelling for, you know, eight years, almost seven and a half years, so you must, you, you must have seen, the change of the the seasons uh, throughout Australia. Um, what what's been the most uh, stark differences you've seen? Yeah, well, well, again, Queensland. Well, wow. at the moment, here we are in uh, 2018, and we've just come from up from Birdsville and back of the uh, the Outback Way, down south through to New South Wales, the back way through, uh, and it is so dry, and everybody's talking about the drought we've just seen it firsthand and it's so dry but one of the things that uh, we were on the outback way um, back in 2016 heading to Alice Springs and that year they had a lot of rain up there in the uh, cattle country and where the out of Boulia and to see these places out there just covered in green grass was amazing to the times yeah. that we've seen it before, to just desert, well, not desert, but just rocky plains and grass plains with no glass, you know. So, the, yeah, that's, you know, and having to wait for rivers to go down and when other times you come across the rivers, just a stony creek bed or a riverbed. So yeah, the yeah. transformation, that's possibly one of the things that we've really amazed us from time to time, the change of seasons, and we see it, yes, amazing. Yeah, and that's why you understand why people just do keep going around Australia because every time they go around or through it or across it, uh, it'll all be different because there'll be something 
something else at play that um, wasn't there last time, whether it's weather or or, or wildlife or, or anything. So, yeah, it's continually changing, and I think that I can appreciate the attraction of, of the continual uh, the, the road trip, the lap, and the... And, and just road tripping. Um, yeah, and uh, and where are you? Where are you at the moment? Uh, well, we've come down from the outback country up uh, just uh, from Boolia and Birdsville. We've been up there for a couple of months doing a few events up there, um, the Big Red Bash and that. And we've headed our way down through to to Cameron's Corner and Inaminka and followed the the Burke and Wills Trail, which goes through right up to the to the Gulf of Carpentaria, and yes, um, yes. now we're in Canunda in South Australia. Yeah, great. Right. Oh, that's a, that's a long haul. That's great. A very nice inland north-south trip. That's excellent. Good stuff. And um, and how would you encourage people to get involved with the geocaching, download the app and, and just start? And uh, what any preparation people have to do or any... Do they have to collect a few bits and pieces to put in the boxes or...? Or you can just start um, with one and keep going? Or? Yeah, I, I mean, the, it's mainly the swaps are for the kids and bits and pieces, although I do know that other geocaches <laughs> do take it quite hard. Swapping, it's quite the fun of swapping out bits and pieces and, uh, and that. But um, you just have a little bag of swaps. And um, you know, one of the things that's sort of trying to teach the kids is the value of, of swaps. So if there's a, a big, expensive sort of a swap that might be... Uh, a good swap and all they've got is a marble, then it's up to the parents to say, well, maybe if you want that swap, you've got to have a more substantial yeah. swap to, to make it even, you know. And the other thing yeah, is... Yeah, so there's a bit of etiquette. There's a bit of etiquette about the geocaching and yeah. swap. Yeah. And also there yeah. is another thing that people will find if they're geocaching out there is that there are other... Um, another facet of geocaching, which is called uh, a trackable. And these are geocaching trackable uh, items, but they are not collectibles. They they move around from case to case, and they're owned by by a geocacher, um, and they leave them there, and they watch them travel around. So people will pick them up and move them on and put them in another case and drop them off. And all that information um, is on on the geocaching.com website. And... If it's for a starters, the, the easy way is for people to log on to the geocaching site, which is www.geocaching.com, and that's the introduction. And when you get the opening page up on the website, there's a, a couple of videos that you can watch, which are really informative and um, albeit American, uh, because that's where geocaching started and their base is in Seattle. And that will give you a good idea of, uh, of how to start and what it's all about. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, okay, thanks. That's good. Um, and you're, uh, you've added some, some geocaches to the Outback Way. Uh, and so you planted, you would have planted about 10, did you? Yeah, we, we, we placed a few uh, to highlight some of the special uh, areas on the way as we um, did a trip from Winton through to Alice Springs. So, um, yeah, and some of them highlight some of the... Uh, this one just out of Winton, Winton which is uh, highlights where the original Winton um, town site was, which was actually called Pelican. So oh, there you are. There. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's a few others that are... When you cross the Georgina River, there's um, a case there that sort of makes you stop and say, well, this is the Georgina River, and you go down through the cutting and think, wow, when this river's flowing, it's a big river. So, um, and the billabong's usually pretty good there. You can usually have a swim. Yeah. Um, and then other ones that just, uh, this, as you cross into Northern Territory, there's a case that's at 138 degrees, so 
you know, just highlights that you're crossing, you know, another you know, latitude that's, you know, a longitude point, you know, before you cross yep. into south, into the Northern Territory. Um, yep. As you said before, they're sort of spaced out, so uh, breaks the drive, gets out, stretch the legs. Um, yeah, have a look yeah. at something different. Yeah. I know, that's really good. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's great. And also, just so that uh, listeners understand, there's also other geocaches that other people have planted uh, around along the entire Outback Way that aren't actually on our list. So by going to geocache.com and um, plugging in your journey, you can probably find a whole heap of other ones as well that are planted. Um, and David, you were saying there's actually probably up to 60 caches planted um, between the Plenty and the Stewart Highway intersection and Alice Spring. So there's a significant number out there to be found, um, all planted by different people, and uh, that aren't actually on our list. So there'll be more than more than enough to look at. And, um, oh, yeah. And a handful. So that's, that's pretty good. That's right. Well, there was an event in uh, Eastern 2017 based in um, Alice Springs, where geocaches yeah. travelled from all around Australia to there. Um, so that was a um, what they call a, a geocaching um, mega event. And yep, there was a lot of people, like people interested, um, and a lot of cases were put out but for that event, and they're still there, obviously. But there's other types of cases that ones that are around. There's also an interesting type of case which is called an unearthed case, and and that's not actually doesn't have a box or anything there to find. Uh, it will usually be an information plaque or something about the geography uh, of the area, um, uh, and you read and learn about how the you know, rocks and how the earth was formed in that area, and then you send off the answers via the website to the owner, and you get a smiley for answering the questions and being there and visiting and learning about the, ge- the geography of the area. Sorry, geology. We have uh, various uh, interpretive panels along the Outback Way and we probably um, do a location on each of those as well and actually add that to the list of... What are they called? What are those ones called? An earth case has to be about uh, geology, um, but the other one yep. would be more um, a virtual case, which they don't have a lot of those available geocaching uh, ones, but um, mm. but it, it wouldn't be difficult for uh, in the future for those plaques if they're going to be there to um, make them points of interest with it with a geocache added there. Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. I think um, it might be an option to for us to develop. Good. Well, thank you, David. That's great. Uh, great to have a chat to you. And um, and as um, as you've heard, everyone, that if you want to be involved and just find out more about geocaching or treasure hunting. It's www.geocaching, so that's G-E-O-C-A-C-H-I-N-G dot com. And uh, you can get on there and, and learn a little bit more. And the Outback Way has a um, has the list of our caches are also on our website, and I'll be updating that thanks to David's uh, input. And uh, we'll be uh, able to provide people with an updated version of the, the current caches along the Outback Way. Thanks, David, very much, and um, and all the very best with your travels. And where are you off to next? Um, well, we're sort of head, heading uh, over to the Air Peninsula to pot around there. Hopefully, the weather's not going to be too wet, and mm. who knows? At this stage, we'll possibly be back in your territory at Birdsville again to be back for the bash next year over there. <laughs> yeah, great, excellent. You're not going to go to the Birdsville races in September. Uh, we might next year. 
Yeah, next year. There might, you go. There you are. Yeah, we might even pop up to and, and that. Yeah, it's another, another good thing that's on the Outback Way is the Boulia uh, Camel Races. Yes, there's, um, a whole, and there's a whole uh, race carnival. Yep. Now, there's lots of desert races out there. There's lots of uh, camel races out there. So, uh, no, that's excellent. All right. Well, thanks, David, very much. Fantastic to have you on today. Just to bring out the awareness and, and, um, and for a genuine geocacher to be having a chat to us, it's really great. Thank you so much. No problem. The Outback Way events calendar. So everyone, I just wanted to update everyone on what's coming up. Uh, in uh, the end of August, you've got the Alice Desert Festival on the 30th of August from the, and to the 9th of September. And then we move into the Simpson Desert Racing Carnival. Again, it sort of starts in late August. Birdville, Baduri and Batuta and uh, that pretty exciting uh, race carnival. And then we have the Laverton Race Day. Now, it's actually on the 27th of October. It's not in September as uh, per our brochure. So an update on our brochure. So it's the 27th of October. And you can call 089031-1361 if you're going to be in Laverton at the end of October. It's certainly an event for the town that shouldn't be missed. Well, until next time, travel safely and enjoy your trip along the Outback Way, Australia's longest shortcut. Thank you for tuning into the Outback Way podcast. Our notes and links will be on our website, outbackway.org.au. You can subscribe to our newsletter, buy our guidebook and download the app if you haven't already. Please join us on Facebook, Outback Way, Australia's Longest Shortcut, and on Twitter at Outback Way 1. The Outback Way podcast is all about your trip. We're really trying to make it easier for you and give you valuable information to make it more enjoyable. So we'd love your feedback. Send your questions, comments and travel stories to info at outbackway.org.au and if you share your story... We may even feature you on this podcast. Thank you for joining us through the heart of Australia on Australia's Longest Shortcut. Cheers for now.